I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Nedra, it's so nice to have you back on the show. How are you doing today? I am well. I am well, well, well. I am very thrilled to dive in about your new book and everything else in between. And I know we've had a conversation before, but just in case folks are new to you and your work, who are you and what do you do? Yes, I am Nedra Glover Tawab. I am an author, content creator, and most importantly, a therapist. Yes. And you talk about boundaries in such an accessible way. And I'm really grateful for your work and what you put out into the world. So I want to kick off this conversation with boundaries as an act of self-care, what that means for our relationship with ourselves and with other people. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the book and how folks can actually put their boundary work to practice. So what would you say about self-care and boundaries and how they intertwine? Yeah. So in my work with my clients for many years, I have helped people who are having these issues around family relationships, relationships with partners, work-life balance, kids, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And the common thing that comes up is boundary. And it doesn't come into the therapeutic space in that way. Mm -hmm. In therapy, it shows up as anxiety, depression, frustration, burnout. And so we've really started to have conversations around how to take care of yourself. And a really big way to take care of yourself has been setting boundaries, learning to say no, asking for help when you need it, letting people know your preference for things. It's such a huge part of us being able to be mentally well. What have you seen with your clients and maybe even just in your research as a therapist about how folks who learn to set healthy boundaries, how their mental health elevates, right? So maybe they're not as anxious or maybe they, you know, don't have that severe depression anymore. Are you seeing any correlation with putting in boundaries and then the other aspects of mental health and that actually kind of being alleviated? Absolutely. And just the pride that so many people get from setting the boundary. Um, when we have that next session after they've done the hard work of really implementing a boundary, they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, like you will not believe what, like they're so excited mm -hmm. and proud of themselves for doing, you know, sometimes really hard things by saying, no, I can't take on another project or I won't be home from Christmas this year. I'm staying, you know, at my house or, you know, just really reshaping some of this difficult stuff because, you know, the busiest time surprisingly for, for me as a relationship therapist is in the fall around the holidays, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Christmas, I get really busy. And that is because the anxiety starts to soar about 
you know, people having to be with their families. And I use having to be with families loosely because it is a choice in how we show up with our families over the holidays. And so, so much of my work is around what boundaries would help you have a better holiday experience? How can we prevent some of the anxiety before and depression after the holiday Mm -hmm. that you experienced last year? And a lot of it is, you know, really being assertive with people and saying, you know, I don't want you to come for two weeks. You can only come from, you know, Wednesday to Sunday, really setting the expectations that ultimately make you feel better. Mm. How does the boundary setting give folks safety within themselves and courage and self-trust? How are you noticing that it's shifting how people not only relate to others, but relate to themselves? Well, I find once they start to practice doing it on a regular basis, that it just becomes an easier process to engage in. They no longer need me to help them think of what the boundary is. They start to tap into, oh, this made me feel uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, I'm getting anxious. Like, what do I need here? And they're able to do that work on their own. And we're no longer talking about, you know, being overwhelmed at work or this particular family relationship. We've moved on to something else or even transitioned away from seeing each other on a regular basis because now they have the tools Mm -hmm. to really understand like this is what this feeling means. This is what this anxiety, this chronic anxiety when I see this person, Mm -hmm. um, this is what it means. It's not me being crazy. It's not me being mean. It's really me feeling some sort of way in my interactions with them. And I'll tell you like, you know, one of my primary jobs as a therapist is convincing people that they're normal Mm -hmm. because many people come to therapy and they're like, this is going to sound crazy. You won't believe this. Am I okay for saying this. And so much of the stuff is normal. And I know it's normal because the person before them just said it. Well, if I take the poll from the eight people I saw today, I would say you're normal. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's normal to feel jealous sometimes, to be upset, to not want to communicate with certain people all the time. You know, those are normal things. And it's okay to speak about how you want your relationships to be. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I have a question about boundaries within the Black family. And I wonder if our culture, just as Black folks, and our habit of kind of having to show up for everyone all the time, not having to, but you know what I mean. I say that loosely as well. Feeling obligated to, rather, show Mm -hmm. up for everyone all the time, even if we're empty, even if we don't have it, even if we don't want to, how that's played a role in us as a culture, as Black people, having a really challenging time, especially within the familial space of setting boundaries with mama, grandmama, siblings, uncles, etc. And then how that feeds into how we show up in the world. So I'd love to get your 
thoughts on that and what you're seeing specifically with your Black clients and maybe even just your clients of color, how they're learning to reshape their narrative and stand up for themselves and make this really powerful choice to set a boundary without that lack feeling or without that guilt that kind of swirls around in our heads. Well, I think within the Black family, there has to be somebody who is willing to say no to grandma, no to mom, not play the role of little this or big that. And when that happens, if done consistently, you can change the narrative for you. If done by multiple people, you can change the narrative of the family. What typically happens in Black families, unfortunately, is you become the funny acting one, right? We have to ask Alex before we get if her kids something. <laughs> Yes. We have to ask Alex before we pop them, you know, so it's like, it's like, oh, she is funny acting. Mm-hmm. And, and really, she is the boundary one. And, and I'm okay with with people feeling like, oh, you got to ask me. That's a good thing. We mm-hmm. should really be asking anyone about their preference for their children, about their preference for their household, about their preference for their money. You know, all of these things are personal, but in this very communal sense, we've just put everything together, which is okay. And in the past, it has been really useful. But if we think about it, it created generations of people who did not deal with trauma, Mm -hmm. generations of people who have parent-child relationship issues, generations of people who don't know how to express their feelings. So we have to do something different. I am over here like, you know how many times people say, oh, she's funny acting. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, because she told you no, or because Mm -hmm. I told you no, please don't wear your shoes in my house. Oh, you always so funny. I can find, I'll take my shoes off. And it's just like, is this a thing? Like, why is this a thing? Funny acting can mean anything. So when people say, I really don't pay, you know, she funny acting. That Mm -hmm. just means that she drinks five glasses of water. So, (laughs) you know, it's like, hey, funny acting is relative. I could think you funny acting for chewing gum. You know, so I'm not going to take too much, you know, spite from someone calling me funny acting because mm-hmm. some of the things that they're naming as, oh, she's funny acting. It's just boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's just me having a preference. It's just me wanting things to be a certain way. When I was a teenager, I stopped eating um, pork and beef. And I remember, you know, you know, black folks cook greens, they put in the pork in there and this sort of thing. And I was just pick it out. And I'm like, nah, I just don't have to eat it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm okay just not eating greens over here. <laughs> you know, I'll get some macaroni. <laughs> it's like, it's cool. Don't worry. You just, fun, you know, you, you're funny acting. You don't want to eat the greens. Well, I'm eating something. No, I'm not going to, you know, break this thing that I'm saying to myself. I don't mm. want to eat these things. But yeah, that is even funny acting, a dietary preference is funny acting. And so we really have to allow people to be different diversity in families. And really what we've created is like this one band approach, one band, one sound. It's like, Mm -hmm. really? Can can I be a little off key? Like I just, you know, I want to do this thing a little differently because it makes people it does. I talked to, we had a family Zoom yesterday and my grandfather said the sweetest thing. He said, this is the first book I have read cover to cover. And the other day you got me in trouble because I told your auntie no. I said, no is a complete sentence. I was, la- now my grandfather has always had really healthy boundaries. This man has had white carpet for 30 plus years, Alex. I mean, mm. you go in his house, you must take your shoes off, honey. Mm. So he has several things where he has some very key rules. And so to hear him say that he is reading the book, 
and still continuing to grow in boundaries. I'm like, wow, I thought you were pretty good, granddad, but okay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. That's amazing. And yeah. I love how you talk about healthy boundaries. And in the book, you you talk about rigid, you talk about porous, healthy and unhealthy. So can you break down for listeners in layman's terms, the difference between a healthy boundary and an unhealthy boundary? Well, there are two types of unhealthy boundaries. Rigid, which is we build walls to keep people away. We really try to protect ourselves by having our our guard by saying, you know, well, I don't have any friends um, mm-hmm. because people can't be trusted. I never help people with stuff. Those could be examples of rigid boundaries. Forest boundaries is really, you don't have a clear boundary. The other day I was joking um, and saying a porous boundary could be, why are you always asking me for help? And then you help the person, right? <laughs> so you really, you really just told them you, they get on your nerves, but come on over here so I can help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you haven't really set a boundary. And that's, the one we typically see where we see people gossiping, complaining, frustrated, but, and they know that something is problematic, but they don't really say to the other person, I cannot help you, or this is how I can help you, or this is what I need. It's just like a irritation. And so those are unhealthy boundaries. And then healthy boundaries are the ones that we clearly state to other people, the ones we hold with ourselves, the ones that we we're communicating in our behavior and through our words. Mm. That goes in tandem. Like that's really, really important that action and the language, right? And Mm -hmm. that's something that I had to really work on in my life because I was the one who had, I think, porous boundaries. You know, I would say one thing and then do the complete opposite. And I found myself feeling extremely drained, pissed, annoyed, like all the things that you list. I was reading the book and I was like, she's reading me. This is not what I need right now. I have so much more work to do on my healthy boundaries. So as you continue to move through the world as a therapist, as a mother, as a wife, where are you learning to cultivate healthier boundaries just as you grow and and take shape in in new ways? Mm. Are you still learning or have you pretty much perfected, you know, the boundaries of your life? I have not perfected boundaries. I think a real recent boundary has been stop 
telling people to stop trying to manage my relationships with other people mm. because you know have you called someone you need to call and talk to it's like whoa like yeah this person hasn't called me either so it seems like we mutually don't want to talk and that's cool <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's cool like don't try to make me be the person who's like pushing a relationship that neither of us want right so just being very clear to people that you know I can manage the relationships that I want to manage and and I know that's that's hard sometimes especially when you have friend groups and when you have family dynamics that people want it to be this nice cozy situation but what really guides us in relationship is personality and connection. Mm. And even when it's with your family, if you don't have similarities, if you don't really have anything to connect on and there's not mutual support, you can't really have a relationship with those people that, you know, you don't feel connected to. And it's the same thing with friendships. And that's why they shift over time. Mm. And so we have to be very clear in me in particular, because I don't have a ton of time. I have to really, you know, give time to the things that are important to me that, you know, sort of light me up and, you know, make me feel good. And those relationships where, you know, my time is well spent and not necessarily in areas where I'm just doing some obligatory sort of thing. So that's one of my recent boundaries, just being very clear about what's healthy and what's not, mm-hmm. and really communicating that to other people. I know what it is, mm-hmm. but it seems like you're a little confused. So let me tell you, mm-hmm. um, and then leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to wrap up our conversation, I'd like to know what's bringing you joy these days in your work and outside of your work. In my work, you know, I I like seeing my clients make the changes and coming back and and telling me what they did. It's like they, you know, a lot of them have gotten to the point where they create their own homework in between us meeting. And it's so fun for them to come back and be like, guess what I did? I'm like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, this really big thing. That's a beautiful thing to watch. In terms of my Instagram community, I'm really loving the positive support around the book. You know, there is, there's so much crap that could be found on social media. And I would say I've been finding some really good people and interactions that have just been like, you know what? People are just so good and amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's been really amazing. The the level of kindness. I had a, a post where people were buying strangers books. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's so life changing for people to have something that's a wonderful resource given to them by a stranger. Wow. So that I was super impressed by that. Outside of work, you know, I would say just watching my kids evolve into more of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think about them a lot as babies. And I'm like, where did I and then I'm like, yeah, they were the kind of baby that did blank. So a really fun thing is just watching them evolve and having conversations with them about, you know, the things going on in their lives. And it's really fun because it's, you know, it's such a big deal to them. So-and-so didn't play with me today. And it's like, well, why, you know, she, you know, whatever the thing is, it's like, oh, wow. Like I remember this stuff. I remember this stuff. So just watching them grow, and that has been a really great thing. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.
Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.